So welcome to today. I'm Christine. I'm Liz. And I'm Sarah. And we are Double Defense. We're an all-female New York Rangers podcast, bringing you fun conversation about our New York Rangers, the NHL and hockey, and so much more. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Christine. Hello. Happy Taco Tuesday. This Taco Tuesday. I'm not having tacos tonight, though. I got a taco truck right outside. How <laughs> so. nice. How nice. Hey, guess uh, what? It's the end of January already. <laughs> thank goodness. I mean, as Ranger fans, um, I just want to say that <laughs> I think the end of January and the All-Star break couldn't come soon enough. Um, from being from being on the road those last couple of games with the Rangers, we needed, I think we needed a break emotionally and physically. Um, well, you know, it's funny because just 30 days ago, <laughs> we were like, we literally ended the year first place, you know, and then um, and then there was a rough patch. A slump. The word slump kept coming up. Um, so an interesting way to define it that I think we're going to pursue further, like maybe on our next show with with a, a guest that we have coming up. Because uh, I briefly kind of touched it. I'm like, what? Like, what do you define as a slump? Is it? Is there? You know, is there? There? Um, you know, a limit for that? I mean, is it three losses? Is it more than one? Is it what? Like what? Because people again throw out these crazy words that I think they've been waiting all week year of their life to use. I know um, Rangers, Rangers Twitter is actually really terrifying right now. Um, Cause you don't, you don't know. And you I, I, I said you got attacked. We're like yeah. talking about Miller. <laughs> I've defended Rangers fans on Twitter because I, I feel like in the last couple of weeks, we never knew which Ranger team was going to show up. So we didn't know if it was going to be like the, we're going to win the cup this year team or the we're absolutely terrible and should be in dead last team. So that's fair. Um, just by ways of introduction, if you are new to the podcast, uh, we are double defense an all female New York Rangers and NHL podcast. Um, I'm Liz. This is my co-host, Christine. We're both Ranger fans living in Southern California. Um, and we come here every week to talk uh, NHL, hockey, and and PWHL and a lot more. And we have a lot to dive into this week. And we're not going to forget Sarah. So we do have a third co-host. He's just busy with work. We're going to kind of, you know, we we go on nevertheless. That's why Double Defense has three people. And so we can always continue forward and move on. So, you know, Sarah Sarah's always with us here in spirit. And, um, you know, we're working to, you know, kind of, help clear her schedule a little bit more so she can give us wonderful updates on, well, I think that's why she doesn't really want to come on because her giving updates would be on the penguins and the flames. And I think I would kind of take a little break too. I I was going to say, I was going to say, I think it's just her choice of teams, which is why she's, uh, she's laying a little bit low. Although, you know, but we're we're trying, but you know, the Eastern conference, um, it is an interesting, tough, um, tough race right now. Um, in the East. So the Rangers, yes, we are in first place in the Metropolitan and that's great. And we're very happy about that. Um, but there it, are it not a ton of though. We are there by the end of our teeth because, you know, like everything's really evening out. And as much as people want to uh, explode, uh, when you look at the points, really, it's a good tough race. You know, it's going to get exciting. So, um, you know, it's a battle for the top. It's a battle for the first place. It's a battle for trophy. And more importantly, and not for us, it's going to be a battle for that wild card spot. So, you know, get ready to kind of uh, 
hold the fire down once and the teams are, are going to approach things as we kind of because I always feel that once we come back from this break it's it's a crazy net and uh it gets really super fun this is where I love it yeah you know? so yeah I mean we should so we I start should cashing in my tips you know <laughs> right yeah, we should be checking the stats on uh, BovadaSportsBook.com because we'll find out, you know, now with the way that the last couple of weeks is going, we'll see how the Rangers are, are shaping up to uh, to be in the odds, at least for winning the cup. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot There's a lot that we're going to dive into this week. I, I, you know what? There's um, still – yeah, when we talk about that, and, you know, we can kind of put it out there too, you know, we can ask about the odds for winning the cup now, but – and as we get closer, let's talk about this more. Um, it becomes, I, I mean, just because someone in, we saw this with not our team, we're going to say Boston. Um, so, it, you know, it, there's such a reset. So it's almost like you want to get in. Really, it's about positioning, too. So there's a strategy going in there. But really, when you get into the playoffs, it's a whole reset. And it really is anyone's game. I mean, and, and the Kings, you know, when Matt's on, we talk about that. Um, in 2012, when I watched them skyrocket from eighth place down three nothing to win the cup, again, I will always say that I watched a lot of those games with my mouth dropped, like, what is happening? You know, because they played against stellar teams who just crumbled and get, I mean, it was just something you didn't see. I mean, we saw it and we kind of took it out on the Rangers against the Devils last year. So let's kind of see, and, and we expect them, you know, to, to play their bet. Like when we see them play a really great game, like they ended this break with a great game. Everybody started scoring seven goals, seven scores. It was amazing. Um, the points were even more and they kind of came alive. That's really the, the team we want to see. Yeah. Um, we are going to see things shaken up because we've got drafts coming in, you know, and that always kind of shakes things. I never think. It and we also, and we also have the trade deadline coming up on March 8th. So rumors are running yeah. rampant. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wonder how, like, I wonder what Bravada does when they're like kind of assessing this and, and if, and how these change right before versus right after. So it'd be something to kind of look at. Um, yeah. I'm really interested in seeing I think it, it depends on the, the caliber of, um, of, of <laughs> player that the Rangers can acquire and who we're going to be saying goodbye to. Um, I've seen some rumors today about Kako being uh, up on the shopping block. Um, I don't know if those are true or not, or if they're just rumors. Um, well, he's, a, he's a good commodity to trade. You know, he's so, you know, I always also, as much as I love my players uh, coming from a business side, it is a business when, when a team, when, when a player's doing really well, they're a really good commodity. They're going to get a really good deal. Nash was, you know, was was one of the players. Um, unfortunately, you know, you trade our good players, yeah, you might get a good deal. So, like, we've seen we've seen plays like, you know, like like Nash got traded to Boston, but then he, had, he ended up having a concussion and retiring. They didn't get him for too long, so we got the good end of the deal there. Zook went to, you know, went to the Y. Well, actually, he went to Dallas first. And I think in his first week or first game, he, like, broke something and he was out. And then he was traded. So now he's, like, you know, he's comfortable and he's doing really well in the wild. So we see – oh, and, of course, the most famous one, you know, was was uh, was Henrik Lundqvist, where um, I was talking about with Matt yeah. the other day. When he was traded, it was a Friday, and I cried. And because he was traded to the team, I would I told my son I would never watch him play on if he got drafted to the you know to the Capitals, and he never played a game. Yeah. So 
Yeah, he had a heart issue, right? That's what. Yeah, it was. but no, yeah, because his heart said no to the Capitals, <laughs> so and guess where he came back to <laughs> the Rangers. So he made it work out that way. Um, so that um, those are really always great deals. I mean, I, I have seen rumors of us trying to obtain, you know, Tarasenko back as well. I've seen a lot of talk about the Rangers potentially getting Tarasenko back. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I love watching all the rumors because, you know, none of these people talking, no. <laughs> so, so, you know, yeah, let it go down. And you have to wonder with like the, the playing over the last couple of weeks. So obviously the Rangers had a super hot start, have gone into a, a quote unquote slump um, over the course of the last few weeks. I, I almost wonder if, if that's really changed strategies, um, you know, just from the coaching perspective of, of who might, who might be out and who might be coming in because I think a lot of the, I think a lot of the flaws and sort of missing links were identified in a big way over the last couple of weeks, which, you know, in, in a certain way, if you're going to look at it might actually be a really big gift so that the Rangers could really look at and assess the talent that they have, make the changes that they need now to go on an awesome run. And I think just going back to what you said before, I've always felt that the playoffs are a completely different animal. It's like completely yeah. different hockey. As long as we can scrape our way into the playoffs, and for all intents and purposes, there should be no issue with us making the playoffs this year. Um, you know, uh, the the stats are tight among the Metropolitan Division and the Eastern Conference. However, most of our games, this is the way it's going to map out, the Eastern Conference teams are going to be playing each other. So it's very unlikely that any any of those teams are going to get so many points that they could potentially pass us and, and take us out of the playoffs. So I don't think that's going to happen. So as long as we can squeak into the playoffs, we might pull, you know, we could pull Florida Panthers. Look at them from last year. You know, they just... Oh, it yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, time. once you get in there, you have a different mentality. So, um, you know, and, you know, and thinking back with how Vegas played, you know, when, when we were in Vegas last year, they were in their slump and, uh, and they were losing and dropping from, you know, the top spots down. So it's funny to see like where they were when we were there and playing. And then we won that game to where they ultimately ended up and also how they played in, in the, in the Stanley cup, they, they played perfect um you know they really i mean if you if you kind of go back and watch any of those games i was just so amazed that they didn't let anything get to them they stuck to you know skill and you know and try not to get tripped up by the you know <laughs> by, by antics of other players and and that's kind of what caused the you know them the, the game you know to in for the vegas to win was you know is, is trying to kind of use a little bit of thugness or, you know, just, you know, different and not just playing the game well and focusing. So, well, and I think, and I think Florida last year was, so, I think they were just so surprised to, to find themselves where they were. I don't think and I mean, no one expected them to beat Boston the way that they did, but Florida's on, on a good run. They are, um, they, when the game that I went to see a couple of weeks ago, they had just won nine in a row. They did lose that game, but they've won another four in a row now. Um, I'm hearing from my contacts down in Florida. Um, so they, they might be the the dark horse for this year. I would be curious what Bovada's odds are on the Florida Panthers for the cup this year. They And now they're in second place um, in, they're just behind the Bruins in the Atlantic. Um, so the, the Bruins have, I'm um, just looking at points. The Bruins have 71 points. The Panthers have 66. They've kind of come out of nowhere and they keep yeah. winning. 
Hey, look, the, these dark horses, not really dark horses, but these people that, you know, the teams are kind of flying up the rails there. I mean, again, I'm more focused on, on our, like, on our division and our team, maybe the Kings or the teams we just played. And all of a sudden you hear the Oilers have won 16 straight. And, they're coming up. and oh, wait, who's their coach? <laughs> So, and everyone's like, what totally. the heck happened? You know? <laughs> totally. I, I was not following. I really had not been following the Western Conference that closely. And someone, one of my friends who's an Oilers fan, posted that on Facebook. And I'm like, wait, what? Uh, yeah, this is going to be an interesting, an interesting year. Um, I, you know, I, it'll be uh, going into the All-Star break. And we'll have to talk about the All-Star game because I think you're seeing, you know, some of the events that are being planned around it. I know anything with Justin Bieber involved. I'm not. I know. I saw that. I was so <laughs> excited for. <laughs> and I'm like, and it's good. You know, it's got the Hughes brothers. I'm like, Oh, come on. I'm already over it. I'm already done. You know, <laughs> I mean, look, it's, it's like they, they, they can't compete with the Swifties, you know, bottom line, sorry to say. So just give it up. Um, it's there. It's really kind of a lame attempt to do so in my opinion. I don't really know where the Angel's going with all this, like kind of, you know, glam and glitz for stuff, as opposed to just really kind of going and having fun, you know, and, and playing, yeah. like, you know, the skills competition and, 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 and stuff. So, um, you know, yeah. So we can the talk about the, 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 the NHL needs game. their Taylor Swift. Let me just say that the NHL needs their Taylor Swift. What, who is going to be the one who's going to bring like, you know, a, a new, a new era, new audiences into the sport who is it going to be? And I, I, I don't know if it's going to be Miller's girlfriend. I was stalking her Instagram and I don't think it's going to be her. I don't think it's going to be her. Uh, so, be. You know, like, hey, you know, you might have your one way of feeling about him on the ice, but off the ice, you know, he's got his little model poses. He's got his hot girlfriend. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, yeah, like, you know, he definitely has a side business of so someone to fall back on. If anything happens, uh, 100%. No worries. <laughs> uh, this will be an interesting, this would be an interesting research project that I think I'm going to undertake is what NHL player is dating the most famous person? Oh, these days. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, in the history, there have been, there's been a lot. I don't know what's, <laughs> what's lasted, but what, who currently is dating the most famous person? Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a few like, you know, uh, married couples and, and former couples and stuff through time that I can kind of recall. Um, so yeah, that'll be a fun one. I can, I can look up a couple too and, and just kind of see some fun ones, you know, for couples, um, you know, throughout, throughout time. Uh, yeah. there's, uh, what's her name? Um, Candace Bray, you know, so, um, yeah. Yeah. Candace Cameron. Bray. Yeah. Yeah. So like, right there I mean, that's just the one i know the most you know not taylor um, swift level we need we need like we need taylor swift oh level. what's your name that country singer is married to a hockey player too mm, which one i oh, know we'll do some research we'll get back to you watch the space we will we'll be back <laughs> to you miserably. hockey country music <laughs> you know high low no. <laughs> So we have, one of the things I will say for the, the upcoming, um, you know, so we, we, we're in our, our break and 
we, you know, where, where some people are going to go and have fun, you know, again, Trocek was added. So they're going to go off. We got three, you know, them and their coach do, do, do like the big brother, their dad, like, I don't know how much fun they're going to have, especially with how Igor is, you know, leave, you know, leaving the break and coming back. Um, everyone else is just going to help, you know, go home and relax, have fun, do some practices. Panarin's about ready to have a baby, as we know. Um, yesterday, is it yesterday? Uh, Matthew texted me. He goes, look at the NHL app for Thursday. And if you look at it, it lists the PWHL game. So props to the NHL app for kind of promoting what everybody should be promoting, which is, uh, you know, the PWHL. And they are participating in um, in the thing they're going to, you know, there's 24 players that were chosen uh, to represent the PWHL in the All-Star festivities. And they will be doing um, a 20-minute three-on-three, you know, just like the guys and playing their own games. So, that's exciting to see as they, again, they're just newly formed as a league and they're being, um, you know, accepted and put in and included in this, you know, this all-star weekend too. So, um, so the, all the games are going to be on ESPN plus uh, ESPN. So we'll be able to kind of watch it, which is great. Thanks to you and Sarah. <laughs> if I get to watch it. Yay. Um, and, uh, and that'll be fun. And then we'll be back to business, you know, on Monday. Yeah, we get back. Um, I think we we kick off on, um, I think it is Monday, the 5th of February against the Avalanche. That is a tough game to um, start the second half of the season with. And we'll have to check. We will have to check the odds on Bovada about that one. I, know, I was going to say, like, well, also, like, what are we thinking, you know, well, how is the All-Star game going to go? Do you think so? Oh, it, I don't know. Does it even matter? I just know the jerseys are ugly. <laughs> Um, I just that, want to watch Igor like, you know, shoot targets with a hockey stick or whatever they were doing. Like, you know, they play golf with hockey sticks. They're, they're kind of well, also, don't forget last year, wasn't the All-Star game, was it in Florida or was it Nashville? It was in one of the years in Florida. Yeah. It was in Florida with those ugly jerseys. All of these things are ugly. So ugly. It's, ugly. So it's in Toronto this year. And I wonder if that means that they're going to keep it like a little more serious, like a little more like hockey focused. Like it's just going to maybe have, but then, but then in the same, it'll be cold. In, it'll be cold. But then so in the same, in Florida, they can't be doing the beach stuff like no, they were. No, but then they get Justin Bieber and those awful jerseys. Like if you're going to be serious, be serious about it and actually give it some stakes and consequences. But I mean, it really is just designed to. I guess get eyeballs, but I'd be so curious to know who actually who actually tunes in, like what the audiences are. Yeah, it, it, this is kind of going and pulling in from the conversation we had last year with when they made a game of cartoon, right? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> with you know, um, yeah, you know, it it just you know honestly, it just sounds desperate. It sounds like a desperate attempt to kind of you know pull in things at the last minute. Um, like, why are these a surprise? Like, why are we waiting so long? We just got, you know, we have the, the stadium series coming up in a couple weeks, um, you know, with, you know, Philly and Devils and Islanders and Rangers, and they just released the jerseys. Like, what's the wait for? What, like, why, why is it be, like, because I know it's crappy. All these designs are what did, what did you think of the, the jerseys? I thought they were not impressive you know so yeah i thought they were kind of boring i didn't mind i thought the islanders one was like kind of different kind of cool um yeah i did the poll and i think i didn't love the rangers one yeah i think the poll was like more the devils had the better design out of all of them yeah when i kind of put that out there so 
you know, everyone's like, Meh. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would, like it. We're not going to be seeing people sport him. Hey, that jersey you've got on, <laughs> that's you. a more like it. <laughs> Thank you. This is courtesy of of Michelle, who is our guest host Yay. and resident Florida Panther fan. Um, I do really like it. It's a third jersey, and someone was telling us, and I did not know this um, until we went on our road trip, and someone was saying that the stripes here represent um, the lights in front of Madison Square Garden. So I thought that was super cool. I really, really like that. See, and that's that's what makes things like that. That's why I like those things. Sometimes you don't even realize why you do, but then you find out the meaning, just like the espresso beans. <laughs> so, oh, yes, yes. Like, You're talking about yes. espresso martini. Yeah, it was funny because it was on the was it on the news or an episode of something like right after two. So, <laughs> and if you didn't know what we we're talking about, is you you know. The espresso beans, You, when you get an espresso martini, they will put three coffee beans in there. It represents the past, the present, the future. And as you drink it, you give a thought to the past, think about the present, and also the future. So it's a little experience in itself. All, either way, it's one of my favorite drinks. So... Um, and see, listen to Double Defense. You will learn I, You will learn <laughs> random stuff. We are not just going to talk hockey. We are going to talk a lot things of that people tell us now when we're out and about, right? It's funny, you know. So, we so much. We share everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know. Like, we should get, uh, yeah. So, we have East and West coming back. And then, you know, again, Bravada is going to be fun to kind of watch um, again once once we get these games back. So, I'm really, um, I'm really excited. Again, this is where I get all hyped up and get excited. It's just watching the, this mad dash to the finish line, so to speak, for, for these teams. And I'll be doing it on the, PWHL side too, because they're about halfway through their season and they're, they're doing, um, they're doing really well in how they're playing. And I don't know if anyone's watching, I I saw a comment about somebody saying like, you know, Hey, what do you think about women refs in in the league? I don't like them. And all my comment of course was, well, it's a good thing you're not in charge. So, because you're not, and you know, if you haven't had a chance to watch, you know, a game, I have to, I'm going to just prop it up. And and Matthew, when next time we have Matthew on, Matthew's been really watching it. And it's so funny because he was a little nervous about kind of talking about the PDBHL knowing it's a women's sports league. And I'm like, look, we're females giving, you know, our perspective, you know, on, on this kind of male dominated sport that's being played, but also within the podcast world too, because it's just our perspective of things. So it's great to have, you know, a man come in and kind of give his perspective of what he's seeing. Cause there's a really good comparison to things. You know, I, I think um, I'm actually enjoying the play by plays. This is, they're the ones I want to see doing play by plays and doing the commentary and doing the interviews. These are smart, intelligent, knowledgeable women. Yeah. Not Emily Kaplan, you know. <laughs> Thank God I missed whatever you said she was wearing on Friday. <laughs> she went again, again. Just for the record, we are big supporters of hockey. It's awesome that Emily Kaplan does what she does. She needs to get a stylist. She went from last week dressing pilgrim. literally like a Vintage. nun pilgrim to being dressed kind of like a dominatrix in the span of a week. She went the complete opposite direction. She was wearing like, I'm not even kidding. It was like a low cut leather button up shirt. Oh, uh, you no, know, that, that was her reaction to all the people railing her for that ugly outfit she wore before. 100%. You can tell she took the note and went the complete other way. Um, Emily, Emily, if you listen to this podcast, I am sure that you do not. But if you if you do, we welcome your comments. We would welcome the chance to work with you. 
Um, I, and, can I can go shopping with you. I yes, yes, that. that could be, that'll be part of the, uh, we'll do a full makeover. It'll be <laughs> fabulous. Um, <laughs> so anyway, on to, on to a slightly more serious topic that we did want to touch upon. There have been some really interesting stories coming out of the NHL um, in this last week about a group of players who have now been accused of sexual assault. Um, there were several players that took extended leave, leaves of absences. Um, and I think, unfortunately, we're seeing this more and more in the NHL, which is also, you know, maybe another testament. Well, for different reasons, though. So totally, separate totally. this from the other thing. So along for these guys, so the, the case, and, we're, you know, we're still looking at this uh, because I, I never, I didn't hear about this when it happened, you know, so this is was this back in 20, was this from back in 2018? 2018. So these are all, these are all, you know, 25 year olds from the 2018 Olympic team that, you know, had, and there's eight guys in total that are involved in this. And um, it was eight players from the, from the Canada junior team. Right. In right. who are now who were this year in this last week um, accused of sexual assault. Um, they, and they, they reopened the case. They had closed the case. If you know, if you're reading about it, it was something where they had closed the case. There was some other kind of civil suit where you know they worked some arrangement out with you know the female who was accusing them, and then um, you know the state or whatever like uh, or whatever they're called in Canada they they reopened it on their own. So I think there's not a statute of limitations there uh, for things like this. So they've all been um, ordered to surrender and, um, and all, you know, so when we see the story, you know, it's funny because, you know, we were talking about this in an early episode with Keandre taking leave and kind of discuss it in a little bit, you know, detail. And then, and what our thoughts were, um, and then we see this and then you're like, oh, something else. Oh, but this is completely different, you know? So, um, that is, uh, it's an interesting thing. I think the, um, the devil, the, you know, the one from the devils, they actually kind of, you know, made a more clear statement because, you know, as, as we'll kind of talk further into this, these kind of things affect, um, you know, certain sports networks and, and gambling things. And, you know, and, and yeah, it's like, I'm going to check on bravado to kind of see what, like how this affects those, those Absolutely. teams. Absolutely. And There's some big players. players who were, who were named in, um, in this accusation and, and it's not anything that, you know, I, I don't think the league's taking it lightly. I don't think the police are taking it lightly. I think that they're taking it quite seriously, but obviously it does, it does affect teams, especially this time in the season. Yeah, we were, um, in fact, it's funny, we were talking about, Matt and I were talking about, um, you know, the one guy, um, so, you know, had, had that, that the incident where the, you know, the guy died from the, the slash to, oh, yeah. and so the other guy surrendered. Well, I haven't heard anything about that since. I, I just read an update on the case. So the coroner has basically said, and this is UK law, which I'm not super familiar with, but they basically said that they won't do any more inquiries until the police invest investigation is over. Um, as, as far as I know, I don't think um, the person who was accused of it has played any games. Um, I think he's just been sitting sitting out. Um, but basically, things are at a standstill, and then the coroner will decide once the police report and the police investigation is done what the next steps are and if they. Yeah, and I think it's private. Uh, yeah, it remains like a private like information until that report yeah. is released. So that's kind of whole. But yeah, it seems like um, you know, that's a whole, you know, 
kind of thing too. But yeah, you know, and, and going on to it. So the new news this week, you know, in the league is Patrick Lane, who's with the Blue Jackets, was just you know kind of has entered the um, a players assistance program for um, uh, you know for leave. And I, and I was kind of talking about with our potential future guests, you know, who we'll have on Sunday. We'll talk about that a little bit before we go. Um, it it was kind of an interesting thing where. Yeah, you know, I, I wonder if, you know, it, it's something we're just more hearing about. Um, no one's obligated to tell when someone takes a leave. And um, and they're, they are protected. They, you know, the, the leagues do have resources for them, which is amazing. And, you know, the fact that I think, you know, people feel like they need to know and they get pressured to kind of say it. But then also, again, there's gambling sites that the huge sponsors that kind of need to know. So there seems to be an obligation to kind of put something out there, which, you know, is really... I don't know. I'm really caught in, in the middle with emotionally on like on that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, I also wonder, you know, the the hockey that you and I grew up watching, it's a different game. It's a different generation of players. I mean, I'm guessing the average player in the NHL, and this would be an interesting question. What is the average age of an NHL player? I'm guessing it's early to mid 20s. And yeah. Maybe there's a couple of players that are older, but these are very vulnerable times. And these guys are putting themselves through so much. There's so much pressure. There's people scrutinizing them all the time. Like I, I was actually thinking about that today. I was listening to um, one of our, our fellow Ranger podcasts and hearing, you know, somebody basically tear apart the work of one of the players. And I understand it. We do that too, but how hard that must be. And I was thinking like, imagine if there was a podcast that just like analyzed how I did my job every day. I and commented on exactly. It. And again, I don't get paid $8 million, but it's still really hard no matter what your paycheck looks like. So it's just interesting to kind of see how players are dealing with this pressure. And if this is a trend that's happening, or this is something that the league's going to get used to people just being more upfront about issues that they're having concerns, mental health issues, which is maybe not a bad thing to be able to express that and be supported for it. Oh, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, I think these kids have come in there a lot younger than I think they used to be. And, you know, if we're comparing older players from when, you know, well, you know, since I got into hockey, okay, you know, I'm old enough to say we didn't have Facebook. We didn't have, uh, I don't even think there was MySpace, you know, so it's like, none of these podcasts. <laughs> I'm like, what? That wasn't even a word back then. So, <laughs> so don't make me feel older. We're older, older. We are older than we look. You might I think. I think that we're we're t both twenty two. We are. We are not. <laughs> when I learned things that I just, you know, wait, look. I'm, let me just digress for two seconds. When I was in New York during the winter last time, I had a car. I rented a car, and and I couldn't roll down the window to kind of get my, you know, to give the, you know, the, the attendant the the paperwork. And I'm like, what's it stuck? And it was frozen. And I'm like, I don't. I don't understand this. And then I realized that the last time I I had a frozen stuck window, I could roll the window down. You know? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so old. I saw a whole TikTok on parents telling kids like the phrase roll down the window and they didn't even understand what that meant. They didn't know why you even say that. I know. I'm like, Oh no. So, <laughs> so yeah. So we didn't have a lot of those things and, you know, um, you know, and, and one of the, and one of the things I keep hearing, you know, going back to like Bedard, you know, who's really young and, and has all fame. I mean, he's, he's out for now, but, 
I'm hearing a lot of, you know, these commentators talking about how they praise him for handling the press and handling this. So, you know, there's, they have sponsors, they have press coming at them, you know, they're, they're inundated with all these things and they're expected to do these things. And do these kids think about it when they play hockey and want to play in the NHL? No, they just want to go play hockey. Um, And they don't realize sometimes all the things that come with it, especially when you're not doing well. So I'm surprised. And I'm sure there are more that we don't know about because quite honestly, it's none of our business. Um, You know, we want to see people coming back uh, stronger and better. Uh, Patrick Lane is on leave, but he also has been injured. So there's a physical injury that goes along with that. Um, So other people shouldn't really jump to conclusions on yeah, that. Yeah, and, and don't forget like the mental toll of being an athlete with a physical injury. That that takes know, like Tito for for instance. I mean oh look God. we are like everybody we wanted them to go home from like the loss and San Jose. I'm like you have somebody waiting for you. This is gonna be great. And you know they they put Benito on waivers mm-hmm. they're like we got him back and then something happened. And he's yeah. out for the rest of the season. And, and what what happened was not even it wasn't even like a contact injury. I think he like tripped over like a stick or something. It was just like him, Lecision, and like one other person on the ice. And he went he went down. And I mean, maybe he never was properly healed. I don't want to speculate on this. I'm certainly not a doctor. Not even that, a doctor. It, so this injury amazes me too, because I, you know, and I I don't really want to go back and look at it, but I feel like like I didn't feel like there was anything like this crazy when you know initial, his initial um yeah. yeah it wasn't it wasn't and I think some people are are more prone to like concussion injuries and maybe he's one of them and you know almost you have to kind of look at it and go maybe it's for the best that he even found this out before something worse happened oh, yeah. you know like look we were just talking about Henrik you know with the heart condition it was something that triggered it so that he found it otherwise it could have been a different story yeah this could be literally life threatening yeah, and honestly, too, as a hockey mom, you'd be surprised that, that uh, you know, I know. So when they start getting into uh, the peewee or, the, you know, the different leagues where they can check, they start doing concussion testing. So they do have to go through, um, you know, a doctor's visit and certain cognitive testing, you know, for them to play. But I also have, have come across parents whose kids have had like two or three concussions. And I'm like, why are they still playing? <laughs> you know, I'm like, do you realize that the, how that can affect them in 20 years? You know, yeah. so um, yeah, you don't you don't know. I mean, if these kids have been playing since they were, you know, seven or eight, and they've they've done it, you know, they have injuries as a kid. Yeah, then this is what's going to happen when they're older. So, um, but a lot of them are tough. One of the as a, again, one of my son's hockey coaches was young, had really bad angles. If you saw them, you'd be like, oh god. But he kept trying to play for some some. Um, you know, junior leagues, it's minor leagues. And he's like, I, it's painful. It's not good, but I only have so much time to do it. So they, they push through everything because they know their time is limited. So that's the will of an athlete too, to yeah. push things until they can't anymore. So, you know, as we kind of, you know, go through this year and we're able to kind of, uh, you know, kind of get some people into more interviews, it's a great question to kind of ask and see how much, you know, they do push their bodies and, and, you know, for some of these older guys, <laughs> what's the price you're paying for it now? You know? Yeah, another question for our our special guest who will be on with us next week, which we are really looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have, yeah. I wonder what the odds for bravado would have been for the teams back then. That'd be a great thing to kind of see what they would have been. <laughs> you know what? I wonder if there's like even some sports betting websites like that have like old stats like that. That would be super um, fun, huh? It would be super fun because uh, I'm sure Vegas. I'm sure there were still, you know, betting odds. That's how I would play. I won fifty dollars in Vegas too, by just by doing penny slots. So I'm surprised I won anything. 
nicely done. I should have bet on, and when we were in Vegas, I was kicking myself because I knew Kansas City would make it to the Super Bowl because of all this ta Taylor Swift stuff. So I should have put yeah, me in. Right? There's uh, a conspiracy thing on that too. But I you know, were we talking about this last time where, where Andrew, yeah. was saying, Andrew was saying, uh, what you, if you're going to bet somebody, what you got to bet is, is if there's a former Ranger on the team we're playing, bet that they're going to score because they always do. Every time. And anybody who does that, I'd like a, a percentage of those winnings, please. So Every time. Know. You know, I think John from Locked On New York Rangers, I think he did an analysis of players scoring against the Rangers. And it's like the Rangers are exceptionally higher than like the next highest team. So either the Rangers are trading away really there's good talent or there's, there's secret revenge or there's something else afoot i don't know um but on on that note um you know please please uh, stay tuned thank you for joining us today um we have a lot of exciting things to look forward to a very tough second half of the season for the rangers a tough schedule but i, I say think fun <laughs> <laughs> I'm always the optimist here. And you know, our next our next podcast, we will have a special guest, a New York Ranger alumni with us. So stay tuned for that. And definitely listeners will be live then. Um, we'll kind of put that out there um, for people to listen in and if they have any questions or you know or comments for us. And uh, um, and then we'll we'll look forward to the start of the second half and we'll and hopefully uh, Igor's got his mojo back. Otherwise, uh, they're sending the hounds. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just yeah, he'll there. find it. He'll dig it up again. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Bye. guys. Have a great night.